Thursday off the rails. It's party time, Mom. You know, it is Thursday, and it is going to get wild in here. I mean, as wild as it gets, a couple of dudes sitting here, you know, hanging out on the couch, <laughs> in the chair. Bobby Sausalito's back. Uh, at Take Naps on Instagram, bobbysauce.com. Glad you're back. Dude, The uh, tell me your background. I know, I mean, you've been doing the videos in the car. You've been doing this stuff. funny stuff. Everybody's got to be following you. And uh, your Instagram took off. You hit... You're right at a hundred thousand followers right now. Almost, yeah. We need to go ahead. You know what? Subscribe to his Instagram at Take Naps. Great name, by the way. Thank you. Where'd that come from? It's I'm I'm a web developer, and I've always bought domain names, and I always bought like short, succinct, easy to spell, easy to remember names. Yeah. And I just happened to be looking around the term of naps, and I was like, I love naps. I want a nap, and <laughs> nice. it, it just happened to be available. 2013, I registered it. That's awesome. Yeah. I did. Uh, like I always knew that something was going to happen in my life. So when you when it when the internet became a thing and you could buy URLs, I bought chadprather.com. There you go. That was like the first thing I ever bought. Smart, then I, then yeah. I same way. You know, Allison that works with me, everybody knows Allison. Um she buys the like she's she's got a list, dude. She, I don't mm-hmm. know what the hell are you doing? How many of these things do we need? Uh but some people are better at buying web domains than I am. Yeah. Like like I just you got to think random, right? Yes. But when I was talking about doing this new sign-up for Blaze TV, and I was talking about we're going to get raw and down and dirty, chadnude.com. Yeah. Had to buy it that day. Yeah. Bought it for a penny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, I had over 600 at one point. Really? I was, yeah, I was because I was a web developer for 13 years, so I was a domain investor. I thought that would make me a millionaire, so yeah. I would buy short, succinct words or phrases.com, and I had like 600 at one point, which is... Like over over five thousand dollars a year in yeah. renewal fees, and I I sold some of them. I made some money on them, um, and now I still probably have about a hundred. That's awesome. Yeah, because I mean, I, you know, it's crazy. The things that are that in this day and age, which have some value to them that mm-hmm. you would never think. Yeah. But like I've tried to buy certain things, and it's like thirty seven thousand dollars for yeah. these domain. I'm like, damn. Because it's a because it's a it's a thought pathway to whatever you want yeah. it's like if you could say something that would be easy for you to remember like what is the value of that like take naps for example what is take naps it's two syllables it's eight letters it's easy to spell every person understands what it is it's in normal conversation and it's memorable yeah. so it's like that's extremely valuable if some, somebody will hand me their phone and they'll be like oh put your instagram in and i'll just go take naps and they're like oh yeah yeah take naps yeah, yeah. put it in i'm like no no it's take naps yeah and then they'll never forget it that's why that's why I've always done watch Chad. You know, it, yeah. it, the CH is in the middle can get a little complicated. But anyway, you know, that's kind of fun stuff. I, my brain's always thinking in terms of a marketing thing. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm good at it in some aspects, and in other aspects, I'm not. Yeah. Right. And uh, but uh, anyway, something's worked. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sitting here. Glenn Beck lets me shake his hand. Yeah. There you go. Every now and then. We can't be good at everything. I. I. What I said, Bobby, a while back, and I believe this is still true. I'm mediocre at enough things <laughs> that if I do them all together, yeah. I'm reasonably good overall. Yeah. Right? That's fair. So that's kind of where I'm at. But what you, so you're a web developer. How, I mean, we talked a little bit last night about how you got into doing the videos and the car and stuff like that. But overall, I mean, what's your background? So I, um, when I was, when I was 18, I decided I was like, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to work for myself. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. If I, I figured I was smart enough to understand that if I started at 18 and did it for the rest of my life, that it would work no matter what I listened to enough successful people. So I was like, what is going to be my pathway there? So I listed out all the things that I didn't want to do. I don't want to work outside. I don't work on a weekend. I don't work at night. So 
the computer seemed like it was early enough stage that I could use that as like the vehicle that I would ultimately take me there. Yeah. And, um, I started building websites when I was in high school and an older, uh, some older people would be like, Hey, could you build a website for my business or whatever? And I was like, if, if a, if a 50 year old person that owns a business needs me and I'm 18, then I have value in the marketplace. If I did this my whole life, it would work. So I was like, all right, internet. Then I wanted to be a graphic designer on the internet, figured, realized there wasn't enough money there. And then I realized that building a website was like, instead of being an electrician, it's like building the entire house and being yeah. an electrician. So that's why I started building websites. Did that for 13 years and then started making the videos. Yeah. It's crazy. It, you you became a TPUSA ambassador. Yep. We got connected through our mutual friend, Brooke Sands. Shout out to Brooke. I love following her on Instagram because she's always wearing those skimpy bikinis. <laughs> And it's like, you know, you see this, oh, there's multiple pictures and you slide over and it's an inspirational yeah. thought. I'm like, that is like some bad clickbait tricking right there. I mean, you, here's a girl and you're like, oh, she's going to show me another angle. Nope. No, I mean, anyway. And you have to check. You got to check because there. there's, there's only two and you're like, ah, <laughs> nah, it's, uh, it's some Nietzsche quote. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Boobs and Brooks, boobs and Nietzsche. An inspiration. Yes. Yeah. But uh, anyway, shout out to Brooks. She's awesome. <laughs> yes. uh, she's like six foot seven. And uh, I always say all the good stuff's at eye level. Yeah. Anyway, I love you, Brooke. And uh, she connected us. She sent me a message and said, you got to know this guy. And I'm glad she did because you and I, we got we come from different backgrounds with a lot in common Yes, in that stuff. So I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. Thank you. I and appreciate it. And being a voice, dude, because that's what's got to happen. Right? That's what's got to happen. Like, you know, you talk about web developing and computers and the internet and all those kind of things. And being an entrepreneur, it, and, you know, I've always been that way. I wish I could go back to, say, 1998 and know then what i know now yep golly <laughs> i mean can you imagine right uh but uh you can't so you just kind of have to keep feeling your way in the dark and doing your research and your due diligence to keep moving forward and i say that because this applies to the people who are listening to the show and watching the show like right now we're sitting at an opportunity to kind of take over the world if we want to Nobody wants to go to work. Everybody wants to sit at home and draw stimulus checks. Yeah. Right. We see that the big power brokers, the oligarchs, the billionaires, the elites, everybody, they're taking over the world. Glenn's new book, The Great Reset, uh, it you know, kind of proves that point. We've got an opportunity to kind of, kind of come in and be a voice and guide people culturally in a certain direction. So as you're building that platform, people say, you know, I always love it when people say, you just got too much time on your hands. Yeah. You heard that one? Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, to go stand in line at the bank now yeah. because we dreamed a little bit and, yep. and took an opportunity to do something. We're able to cash in on it in some ways, uh, you know, but at the same time, creatively getting a message out there is critical. Yeah to what we're living in in these times in order to shape culture and ultimately politics and everything else. Yes. So so I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. I appreciate it. I I think that I never really knew what I could give back to the world, but the market kind of presented this opportunity to me. And what I realized is that simply changing the way that people think or or encouraging them to think differently is a world-changing thing. Yeah. And it's like if you if you are in the shower and you have a thought and you tell that thought to one guy or gal that tells another person or they maybe mention it to you in passing, yeah. maybe it's maybe it's the janitor here in the building. They were thinking about something. You could then go broadcast that to 100,000 people and one of those people could have another 100,000. And just like that, you could change a million people's mind. And then if 10 years from now, that thought changed the way that you think and then you become the president of the United States or the governor of Texas, it's like 
that guy's thought in the shower changed the entire world. Yeah. So imagine if you got in the habit of auditing your thoughts, auditing the words that come out of your mouth, and being very thoughtful and intentional with them, and then broadcasting them consistently forever. It's yeah. like, that's world-changing stuff. And on top of all that, the things that you say right now will exist into history far beyond even your life. It's like there's a memory card the size of a stack of postage stamps that you could save data, up to 360 terabytes of data, on a little crystal <laughs> that would last for over a billion years. This technology exists right now. You could send that to the International Space Station and it could outlive the entirety of human existence. That's the technology we have right now, which means the video you make today could be watched 500,000 years from now should human beings be alive. Imagine the power <laughs> of that. That's how important our words are right now. It really is. That's huge. world changing. I mean, we think in terms of the butterfly effect. I was watching It's a Wonderful Life over the holidays. You know, you're all George Bailey. You know, he, yeah. you know, Angel Clarence comes down and he shows him what the world would be like if he'd never existed. You know, yep. And a uh, Violet's a whore, and uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Mary's a spinster, <laughs> right? You know, and everybody's dead. Yep. And all because of George Bailey, exactly. George Bailey, exactly. And so, yo, building and loan, yeah. And so, I'm like, I, every time I want to get down about it, I'm like, you know, you you use these platforms, you use these words, you put them out there, and you know, the spoken word is a powerful thing. Yes. You know, the Bible's full of all these admonitions about how you handle your words and, you know, the word spoken doesn't return void and, and all of these things. The uh, It doesn't come back in vain, you know, and all these different things that uh, you're right, like being careful with the words you say, being deliberate with those things, choosing those words. And, you know, like there's people who are probably watching this show, my good friend Amy War, uh, at Amy What's-Her-Face, you know, Amy, Amy's sharp, she's smart, she's talented, she's got all this stuff. And, and, you know, she doesn't have as big a following as, as some people that are out there, but just as influential in yep. her realm, right? My buddy uh, Jeff Smith, uh, Texas conservative, te uh, you know, the Texan conser Texas conservative, I think he's on like uh, the, uh, the fourth iteration or fifth iteration of his TikTok because he keeps getting banned, Yeah, right? Uh, these guys out there who are just building these things. And so I go out there and, and I'm like, if I can influence influencers, you're right, because if, if I can reach 100,000 people, million people, whatever it may be, those people can do it. Then exponentially, yeah. we get out there, and now you've got hundreds of millions of people that are collected in a certain way all through a spoken word that they found some form of fellowship around and yes. can relate to. That's how you change the world. Exactly. Exactly. And it's and it's everywhere all the time forever. It's like imagine if imagine if Ron DeSantis's buddy in high school put him onto a book right. or said something to him that now he's broadcasting to the entire state of Florida, to the entire country, to the entire world. It's like you don't even understand the power of your words. And they are they are important and powerful right now. Yeah. Even if you have 100 Instagram followers, and it's like I'm a perfect example. It's like I had my 800 friends, and it reached 60,000 people overnight. And now you're talking tens of millions of views, and here it is being planted again. And yeah. that person that never knew is now going to go back and relive those and circulate it through their social circle. It's like that was something I thought of two years ago, and yeah. here it is cooking forever. Yeah. It's like imagine. It's like it makes you not want to waste a time that you're saying something, yeah. especially not if it's recorded. And even more so, it makes you not want to waste your thoughts. Yeah. And and I always say, you know, you, you're only as strong as your network, right? So again, another biblical example, you know, Jesus told the disciples, throw the net off the side of the boat and they pull the fish in and the nets were breaking. That net is your network, right? What you're going to bring in is only going to be to the degree that your net is strong. And the knots that hold that net together, those are the brook sands of the world. Those are the people who are the connectors, yes. the knots 
influence, right? They're the ones who bring people like me and you together. Yep. And she's an influencer herself, of course. But it, those folks out there say, well, I don't really have a voice. Yeah, but you can be a connector. Yes. You, you could be that person that says, okay, I'm going to bring voices together. This person needs to know this person and so on and so forth. Some people that comes natural to. Yes. Uh, but, but the world at large and what we're saying is so important because we're trying to impact culture. We see it slipping away. You know, we watch the TikTok videos of these people who can't decide what their gender and their pronouns are and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, it's a very confused world. Yeah. Somebody's going to control that mind. Yes. Somebody's going to control the direction that those people go in their lives. Right now, it is the George Soros's of the world. It is the political machinations of the elites. It's all of these things, you know, whether it's the Epsteins, you know, and that crazy nonsense or, or whatever, the things that capture our attention in the mainstream media whether it's American Idol or whatever those shows are that are out there, that, uh, The Bachelor. Yep. You know, we see these things and we're like, oh, th- the Kardashians, for yep. crying out loud. That shapes our mind. It shapes our culture. And, and that's the direction we go. But that ain't real life. Right. It's not real life. So we got to bring people back to real life. Yep. That's the thing. So It's, it's dire. Yeah. It's dire. And like we don't, we don't, we probably don't want to talk about this. We would like to joke around about nothing, yeah, like or whatever bullshit about life. Yeah, we don't want to sit here and like fight for the world. We want to because we feel called to that. The marketplace said that you could have a, you could have an impact here. Yeah, like we don't want to talk about the fact that these people are nuts. It's just <laughs> we just, we just feel like there's really no other option. Well, and and the thing is, people say, oh, you're just picking on these people. Well, yeah, I am because it, like I'm pointing out the absurdity of it. Yeah, but there is a point i want you to get back to a point of critical thinking and some complexity of thought yeah you know i go all the way back to 2015 when we were in these primary races hillary clinton and trump wound up emerging as the candidates and i did a video on the side of i-20 in east texas where i said trying to figure out which candidate chooses like trying to figure out which venereal disease you're most okay living with for the next four to eight years that launched me into a political realm that here i am running for governor i mean it's just all this kind of crazy stuff you never know what it's going to lead to so i'm glad you're doing what you're doing and and it's it's good stuff we got a ton more to get into uh before we go to a break is dr fauci and joe biden making you nauseous they definitely they definitely make me nauseous. Are you feeling nauseous right now on your commute? You get a little motion sickness, that kind of stuff. Uh, just any of that stuff. If you've ever experienced nausea and vomiting, whether from motion sickness, anxiety, morning sickness, Joe Biden, or any other condition, you know how quickly your body can turn from calm and balanced to a red alert crisis mode. That's why I got great news. Uh, there's a thing out there that I love. It's called Relief Band. It's the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband that's been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, your husband, chemotherapy, so much more. The product's 100% drug-free, non-drowsy. It provides all-natural, long-lasting relief, zero side effects as long as you need it. Uh, it stimulates, you wear it on your wrist, it stimula- stimulates a nerve that travels to the part of the brain that controls nausea. It's going to block the signal your brain is sending to your stomach telling you that you're sick. So Relief Band just released a new model. It's uh, called Relief Band Sport. It's waterproof, has an extended battery life. It can even attach to your Apple or Android watch. Relief Band makes a great gift for anyone, any time of the year. Right now, they've got an exclusive offer just for our listeners and viewers uh, if you go to reliefband.com, use promo code WATCHCHAD, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping and no questions asked. 30-day money-back guarantee. So head over to reliefband, R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D.com. Use promo code WATCHCHAD, 20% off plus free shipping. We'll be right back.
Listen, I don't want to call myself a prophet and a prognosticator, but I am pretty damn intuitive. And I said, I said that, uh, you know, we lost Betty White. We lost Bob Saget. Betty, of course, was 99. She was going to turn 100, I think, on the 17th or 19th, something like that, of January. But she'd just gotten boosted. Yeah. She'd just gotten the booster shot. And, uh, and then Bob Saget, 65 years old, they found him in the – and we'll never know. We'll never know. They'll never tell us. That's right. They'll never tell us. The fact that they don't not and again, Betty was ninety nine, so they're not going to tell us anyway. They just say ah, she died peacefully in her sleep. Okay, yep. that's that. Um, it, it, the wind could have blown, and yeah. Betty could have died. Yep. Right, but Bob Saget and I was saying this the other day on the on the Tuesday show. I was like, oh come on, don't don't hammer guys just because they're in Hollywood. Oh, they must be pedophiles or something. You know, okay, yeah. Everybody in Hollywood, a lot are, <laughs> a lot are creepy. Seems that way. Creepy people. Yes. All I ever heard about Bob was was good stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't not my not my uh, not my circus. But uh, he had just said back in December that he'd gotten the booster, mm-hmm. right? Juiced and boosted. Well, now another sage of the ages, a prophet among us, Hulk Hogan. He's not dead, but he is pushing the conspiracy theory that vaccine shots killed Betty White and Bob Saget. I said it first. <laughs> I said it before Hulk Hogan. Yeah, brother. Let me tell you something. Uh, <laughs> Hulk Hogan. I mean, this we're, we're we're talking about this. We're talking about this. Uh, he said, "100 um, percent, Betty uh, and Sydney were also jabbed. They're dropping like flies, but they'll never say it." Um, that was his quote. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Based Hulk Hogan, twenty based Hulk Hogan. <laughs> it's like, I didn't see that one coming. But it's that checks out. Yeah, um, but that's uh, and then you had Sidney Poitier who died. He was ninety four. Like I don't know that we can make a big case over these people who have lived to be a, a century. Right. Right. Uh, that's you know the uh, somebody said in uh, said uh, this guy said to People magazine said uh, people are saying her death talking about Betty White was related to getting a booster shot three days earlier but that is not true she died of natural causes her death should not be politicized that is not the life she lived um uh Hogan uh he said maybe we don't need a vaccine this was back in 2020 uh he said maybe we need to take this time of isolation from the distractions of the world and have a personal revival where we focus on the only thing in the world that really matters Jesus interesting yeah very Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Wow. How about Hulk that? Hulk Hogan laying down the gospel. Go figure. I would have thought <laughs> he, he would have said know. something like, go exercise yeah. or something. A guy that's like lived his life exercising. You would have think. Well, here's what's funny what he to say. me. Here, here's, here's the irony that I find. Hulk Hogan has spent his entire life sticking foreign substances in his body <laughs> through the form of steroids. I mean, you want to talk about being juiced up. Uh, I, I know heavy-duty steroid users over the years. They've had heart attacks, heart bypasses. They've had all these things. So <clears throat> I don't know that I want to go real hard in the paint with uh, Terry Belay or however Hulk Hogan says his last name, Belia. <laughs> I don't know how he says his last name. Um, his daughter and his wife, ex-wife do follow me on Twitter, though. Interesting. I, I hear from them every now and then. Not from Brooke, but I do hear from Linda. Interesting. Yeah. They're, 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 they're pretty solid. <laughs> I mean – I, sometimes I'm like, do these people know what they're saying? Yeah, Linda's pretty. Sh- Linda's pretty sharp though. I just all I know of them is that TV show they had together exactly. like, way back in the day, and like that exactly. was all. That was all I saw. Well, let me tell you something. Uh, don't do anything publicly where you, with your wife. It does lead to divorce. Trust me. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not funny.
Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. But anyway, we'll laugh about it anyway. Yeah. Uh, so that's, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll never know. That's what I was saying on Tuesday's show. Like, if, if they'd have caught him, you know, hanging from a, by a belt naked, you know, we in a hotel know, yeah. room, everybody would have been like, oh, yeah, see, he, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. they'd be talking about those yes. kind of things. And uh, I, I saw, you don't know what to believe. Somebody made a comment. They said, you know, he was, they found him in the state of like reaching for his left arm, which indicated maybe a heart attack. And time, he, he, I think that's the thing is like, we have to, we have to practice what we preach and yeah. give it the time to circulate. But in the event that it was actually that, yeah, they certainly wouldn't tell they us. They ain't going to tell us. That's and it's a sad deal anytime somebody dies. Certainly. Um, you know, especially somebody that's well-known and and beloved for the characters that they play, those kind of things. I, I, you know, people die. They do. I mean, we're all terminal, dude. Yep. We're all terminal. It's true. And it's like, uh, you know, Norm McDonald that we lost recently. Now, Norm had cancer for nine years. Yeah. He was in bad shape. And and Norm, cool dude. Super smart guy. Yes. Uh, but he did a comedy bit where he said, you know, we're talking about coronavirus, he said, well, at least now we all know how we're going to die. Yeah. We just don't know in what order. Yeah. <laughs> and, yep. you know, he would come out hard on this coronavirus stuff, which it was, I, I think. But now, you know, everybody gets, they get censored, they get shut down. You can't make jokes about it or anything. But at the end of the day, folks, if, this, is, this is the thing that I've been going back and forth about. It's like, I, I, I want to agree with Hulk Hogan. Take the time to maybe find some Jesus in, in your life. <laughs> because, look, you, we're all passing away. You know, at some point in time, uh, we, we're all headed out. Yes. This is a terminal generation. Yep. Whether is. COVID gets you or the city bus, but we're all on the way out. Yep. Um, hope everybody's happy on a Thursday as we're headed into the weekend now. Yeah. The, uh, but um, here is some more hypocrisy. Washington, D.C. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but photo IDs are racist. They are racist. They're yes. racist. They are racist. Uh, if you're going to vote and they ask for your ID, that's racist. Uh, but if you're in D.C., you have to have an ID to go to restaurants, bars, movie theaters, or gyms in the name of COVID-19 safety. That's right. Uh, Democratic mayor of D.C., uh, Muriel Bowser's vaccine mandate set to go into effect in Washington uh, on Saturday. Every business entertainment venue. Um, yep, going to start doing it. You know, start doing it. So our buddy Yakubuians. Yes. Yaku, Yaku, Yaku. Um, I was talking to him the other day, and he was just in L.A., and he went with a friend who was pretty high up of Lionsgate. I was actually represented by Lionsgate for a while, uh, believe it or not, but he was like the head of Lionsgate. He just resigned because they were trying to force the vaccine. Yeah, and he he was like now, but the thing wasn't that they forced him to do it; they were going to force his children to do it. What? His children to do it. So they went to a restaurant in L.A. and they started going as a sushi place, and they said, "We need to see your vaccine passport." Yeah, right. Racist, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, minorities by and large aren't getting vaccinated. So there's no racist. There's no kinkos. They don't have a kinkos <laughs> or whatever or whatever she said. <laughs> There's no Kinko's available. It's like, okay. Okay. <laughs> Got it. So anyway, his uh his buddy goes, uh he's from he's from Texas. They don't do that. They don't they don't know worried about that. And he's like, and so they just go in and sit out. Yeah. And the lady comes over like the gym's like, uh and the guy eats in there all the time. Mm-hmm. And Yaku's like, Hey, look, we can go eat, you know, a hamburger joint, whatever, I don't care. It's like, no, we're eating here. And so he's gonna spend a lot of money in there. And they were like, He can't be in here and he's like, He's gonna eat right. here. He's fine. 
He's been, he's got it. He just doesn't <laughs> carry a vaccine. They don't do that in Texas. We're not doing that. You know, he's not going to do it. So he said, it's kind of uncomfortable, but they went ahead and ate. Huh. So anyway, but Yaku, I mean, he's African-American. Science. He, and, and, he, and Yaku's African-American. He's from South Africa. Yep. I mean, he's whiter than me and you. Yes. But but he's he's African-American. Basically, yeah. So that's racist. It is. It is racist. <laughs> it's science. It's so obvious. It's so obvious that it's just like, how do people not see this? It's just the most tragic thing. That's, I mean, I guess it's free comedy, but it is pretty tragic. It's sad, dude. Yes. I saw a video. Um, Send it over to Chris at the break, see if he can pull it. No pressure if not, but where the old ladies wrapped up in a shower curtain. Yeah, yeah. In the gar- and they're putting a kid up there to yeah. hug through the thing. Yeah, that's science. And yeah. what I want to do is I want to take a vacuum and just stick it in that shower curtain <laughs> and just put it on reverse and suck. Yeah. <laughs> just watch grandma get vacuum sealed. I know. That's where my morbid mind goes. How dare you say that about grandma? Look, they're already stupid. Okay. They're wrapped up in a shower curtain. It's supposedly stopping an airborne virus. See, the question that I wonder is who chose to put them in that yeah. sheet? Was it the mom of the child because they right. didn't want the child to get sick? Because I would wager that it probably wasn't the woman that was in the sheet. Yeah. It was probably the mom. And like people have, they've had these family arguments where they're like, my dad won't see me or vice versa. It's like some, you can't see your grandkids. It's like, what is wrong with you? Like, yeah. Is, is that really what you're going to allow to happen? Dude, it's unhealthy. I, it, like she's kissing the kid through the plastic, right? And I'm like, there's, there's no. I'm like, that kid's going to have mental issues. Certainly. I mean, they, they put him in a shower curtain to hug grandma, right? It just like the lady in Texas the last week who put her kid in a trunk. Uh-huh. Like, like I'm so interested in protecting everybody yep. that I'm going to quarantine my child and drive to a testing center with the kid in the trunk. Yeah. of the car. That's the psychosis. That's the thing is like they've been able to the, – the fact is that people don't critically think at all. It's like at all. the fact that you're this vulnerable means to me that when there's something else – imagine if there was something that was actually worse than COVID. Imagine if that happened because like there have been bad things. So imagine if something actually literally was worse, what would happen then if they're already doing that? And that's two years later yeah. with all the therapeutics and all the vaccines and all this other stuff. And it's just like, the evidence is clear. And it's like, put the kid in the trunk. That yeah. seems like a good idea. It's like, what's wrong with you, dude? Like, Low carbon monoxide never hurt anybody. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Hey, uh, all you parents out there, listen, don't do what we just described about these others. Uh, your kids need some good, wholesome entertainment, maybe even learn something uh, out there. Help them out with Annie's Kit Clubs. They make it easy to give your kids an interactive project to keep their minds working and their hands off of all those devices. Uh, they got a new club called Genius Box. It's a great way to encourage their curiosity, introduce them to a different STEM fields. Each month, your young scientists will get a new box full of uh, the hands-on activities. There's going to be three of them per box. They get to explore things like geology, chemistry, aerodynamics, a whole lot more. Perfect for all kids, ages 7 to 12. I wish I'd have had a genius box. When my kids were smaller. Uh, they're pretty smart, but dang, I wish it could have helped them along with this. Love these kit clubs. The top secret mission envelope is in every box. Walks your kids through uh, these amazing projects like designing a hovercraft, examining fossils, building robots. Your kids are going to love it. They're going to have fun. They're not even going to realize they're learning. Go to annieskitclub.com slash chad. Save 50% off your first box. That's annieskit, K-I-T, clubs.com. annieskitclubs.com slash chad. One more time, annieskitclubs.com slash chad. Be right back. All right.
right, kids. Welcome back. Welcome back. The world is crazy. Uh, you know, folks, the only thing worse than doing something dumb is doing something even dumber to try to make up for it. Now, if William Shakespeare didn't write that, he should have. Uh, let me give you, for instance, there's a hospital in the hospital in Rhode Island. They're seeing a new outbreak of COVID infections after it started allowing asymptomatic COVID positive health care workers to keep working. Now, I'm going to pause for a moment to allow that to sink in. But my guess is that you're like me and none of this crap surprises you at this point. You're also probably one step ahead of me in the story in that. Uh, and your mind immediately went to, wasn't everybody, wasn't they firing people five minutes ago for not taking the blah, blah, the, getting the juice and the boost? Yes, indeed, a decision which led to the sort of conditions in hospitals around the country where they were, you guessed it, short-staffed. My, my, how the chickens come home to roost, baby. Of all the occupations in the world that should be sending even mildly sick people home from work, hospitals rank pretty nearly at the top of the list. And yet here we are. Now, the hospital in question. They've denied that there's any connection between this policy and the sudden uptick in cases because, of course, of course they have. Of course they have. That's what they do. So let me go down a slight rabbit hole here for just a second. Can you even begin to imagine how many medical lawsuits are coming down the pike over the next decade or so? We all know that every time a hospital or doctor makes a stupid decision, a lawyer gets his wings, right? Just imagine they almost certainly billions of dollars. Uh, things like this happening all over the country is going to cost in the long run. Now, I'm not an overly litigious person, but I have to admit the thought kind of amuses me sometimes. Anyway, back to this shining example of pure unvarnished stupidity. The hospital claims that its COVID-positive staff were, with one exception, only working with COVID-positive patients. So it couldn't possibly be the case of the new cases emerging among the other patients in the hospitals that are related. Now, this may come as a shock to you, I'm not a doctor. I don't even play one on TV, but I will give you my opinion. Nevertheless, even I, uh, even I am aware of the strikingly larger transmissibility rate of the Omicron variant over its virulent forebears, which means I'm capable by the powers of deductive reasoning of coming to the conclusion that it damn well might be possible for this thing to spread throughout a hospital like wildfire. But that's what it does. Because here's the thing. We're all human. And if you've paid attention at all over the past couple of years to all the hand-wringing hysteria, you know that even in the middle of it, people don't always follow protocol down to the letter. And even if they did, most of the protocols surrounding COVID were dreamed up in the early days of the first strain. We were so young. Remember those days? We were so naive, so young, so fresh, virginal even. Now, maybe in the long run, this is actually a good thing. Maybe it's the case that we all need to get omicron and just get it over with uh maybe that even applies to people in the hospital for other reasons although i wouldn't think that that's the best place in time to do it but if we're all going to end up getting it in the end anyway maybe now's the time so here's a news flash that doesn't change the fact that these people are idiots for having previously fired their staff members for not getting the juice which likely wouldn't have stopped them from getting omicron anyway it doesn't excuse the jackasses on high that mandated it in the first place stupidity abounds in this crazy world folks but what do i know like i said i'm no doctor but that's the deal rhode island like this set is bigger than rhode island and everybody's getting the omicron they're letting them go to work but you know again people say well what difference does it make about rhode island well here's the deal they're doing it everywhere this is just one of the cases that we're talking about yep. this, this these hospitals are letting covid positive asymptomatic vaccinated people come back to work but people who have never had covid or don't have covid or test negative but have never been vaccinated can't go to work as a medical professional it's science science basically science look dude here's what you got to do you wrap them in a shower curtain 
Shower curtain. And you let them go in there. You cut little armholes. Just wrap them in the shower curtain. It works for grandma and grandbaby. Yeah. Uh, it should be able to work for the nurses and the, and the PAs and the NPs and the doctors and the surgeons and all of these people. If they put a two-foot piece of plexiglass in the room somewhere, that'll save them, I think. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Just a little just a little square, and I think they'll be fine. That's all you got to do. Just a little little, little, little coughing glass. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like this is the salad bar. Yeah. Right? You just got the little the sneeze guard up there over the uh, chow mein. Except you lean around it because they can't hear you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you pull your like, diaper down, and you're like, oh, yeah. I went into a store the other day, and you're right. I went into a store the other day. I was, I was, I was hunting, and I, I got a thermos of coffee, and the person's behind the mask. They're behind the plexiglass, and all I hear is wah, 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 and I'm like, what? And so I literally leaned around the thing, and I'm like, what? Take the mask off. What are you saying to me? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to buy a $2 thermos of coffee, uh, $7 in a Biden economy, but I'm like, what's the deal here? Yeah. Uh, but that's the deal. The plexiglass is going to save us all. It's yeah. going to save us all. Oh, my gosh. Inflation. We woke up. We woke up today 7%. Uh, 7% inflation. That's actually, we talked about it earlier this week on the Tuesday episode about it's costing the average American $5,000 a year, this inflation. Mm-hmm. Uh, insanity. When you're paying over three fifty for a gallon of diesel in the state of Texas, I mean, there's people in, in California paying like 7 bucks. Yeah. How is it in Florida? It's actually pretty good in Florida, good. but I'm lucky that I work from home, so I don't I don't drive all that much. Yeah. So I kind of tune it out, but it is more expensive than it ever was, uh, as far as I've seen. Well, doing a campaign, driving all over the state, trust me, it's expensive. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's expensive. Um, which, by the way, tomorrow night I'll be in Paris, uh, Texas. Actually, that's tonight. Tonight's Thursday. Yeah, we're taping on a different day. The uh, and then, uh, but Saturday going to be in Longview, Leon's Steakhouse and Saloon. Nice. Doesn't that sound like a COVID outbreak? Yeah. We're going to have a Freedom Fest, America Fest, Texas Fest. I don't know what we're calling it. Super spreader event. We're going to have a rally. Uh, I was doing. Uh, I did did a show in Mesa, Arizona. Listeners have heard this with uh, Jill Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel's sister. She was opening for me, and she's super liberal. All right, I, I get it, but she's funny. Sure. She's sweet. Yeah. Uh, She's a Kimmel. Yeah. But anyway, she comes in there. She goes, my friend told me not to come do this show because it, she said I was guaranteed to get COVID because this is going to be a room full of mouth breathers. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. I was like, I guess I'm going to use that on stage. Yeah. Uh, but no, that's uh, – anyway, that's where we're at. 7% inflation. Um, and, you know, just keep on going. Keep on going. Joe Biden, he doesn't know. It's probably higher than that. I mean, the, the way that they track inflation yeah. in the first place is pretty is pretty flawed in and of itself. Well, I, I've pretty much made a commitment because because one thing COVID has killed effectively is the restaurant service industry. Yes, I mean you can't even go to a drive through. I mean it's gonna you're gonna wait forever and then your food's gonna be garbage, mm-hmm. uh, which is garbage anyway. But I expect it to be quality garbage. Yeah, right. <laughs> With no potatoes now too. No potatoes. Not a potato in sight. So I'm reasonably committed to just like cooking at home. When I'm home, well, like just making my own food. You know, I know enough people around the state. I'm just going to go squat. I'm just going to stay at their yeah. house uh, when I'm traveling. I'm, I'm done eating out. I really am. I really am. And people like even people that, that the servers, the waiters, whatever you want to call them, probably racist call them. I don't, yeah. I don't even <laughs> I know anymore. You know, they don't give a crap about their job. I will give a shout out to uh, Tris in uh in the woodlands i ate at that steakhouse the other night and let me tell you my boy michael he took care of us 
in there. It was solid. And I told him, too, I said, you know what? In this day and age, you're doing a hell of a job. Yeah. Doing a hell of a job. Because there is a, you know, that's a service industry matters. Yeah. I was a bartender at one point in time. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it matters doing a good quality job. They my, don't care anymore. My favorite thing now is seeing when the waiters don't have to wear a diaper on their face. Yeah. It's just like, wow, good, I don't feel any less threatened by yeah. any stretch that this person is not doing this. See, being in Texas, you being in Florida, we kind of take that for granted yeah. in some places. Um, but anyway, I, I don't want you coming at me with that bio filth on your face. And it's like, and then where are you disposing of it? You're like, you just throw it out on the street. I call it ocean. sheep shit. No, you throw it in the throw ocean. Throw it in the ocean. Directly Fort, into the ocean. Yeah. Find a beluga whale and stuff it in the... <laughs> stuff it right in a blowhole. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they want. I, I mean, my God. So look at liberals. Just in the space of 18 months, they've gone from uh, loving the planet to destroying the planet with this biohazard and then in this waste that takes these masses that take 400 years to bio degrade and then uh, they went from saying that ids are racist to now you got to do it just to go in a restaurant uh i bet there's going to be some more hypocrisy right after the break we'll be right back Yep, the world's gone crazy. Uh, inflation, we talked about that. Gavin Newsom, budget proposal extends universal health care for California's 1.1 million illegal aliens. He doesn't care. Doesn't care. Doesn't care. Couldn't nope. do the health care. Um, we're in a health crisis, but let's just bring them in. Let's just bring everybody here. Yeah, tax them out. Just tax all the people the way. Tax them. <laughs> Send them here. Send them to Florida. That'll be fine. That, that'll definitely be fine. That'll just bring them in here. Uh, then there was a driver who drove through the KFC restaurant before backing into a house and assaulted the homeowner's wife when he came in the residence. So the homeowner, you know what he did? Shot him dead. Yeah. Eh, good for him. Yeah. He should have put hand sanitizer on him and tased him. That would have been good. For a little bit work. of excitement. Yeah, there. that does work. Um, how dare you make fun of that poor guy died. And the guy was fighting the cops. Um, yeah, first mistake. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, uh, the American Red Cross, for the first time in history, declares a national blood shortage emergency. Um, I'm keeping all my blood. Uh, but that's uh, the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic is causing a decline in donor turnouts. Um, shocker. Yeah. When you give everybody fear porn and get, tell them <laughs> that they can't go have a muffin in a place without them getting getting the corona clap, they're just like, yeah, I'm just going to stay at the house. But apparently, apparently those COVID tests are orgasmic because people are lined up to get those things. Oh, yeah. Around just to go the find block. out if you are sick. Yeah, that's right. Right? Yeah. With other people that think they're sick. <laughs> Outside in the cold, where you're highly likely to get sick. It makes a lot of sense. Seems reasonable, yeah. yeah. Speaking of reasonable, let's play this TikTok, Chris. Go. My name is Magistra Y. I'm non-binary, and I okay. am a high school teacher. So today, I thought I'd tell you a little bit about what I've done and what my school has done uh, to make me feel comfortable out as non-binary at my school. The first thing is really easy. I wear a pronoun pin every day. This works as a visual cue for my students. When I introduced myself to my students, I also gave them some example sentences for those students who weren't as familiar with using they, them pronouns. So I told them, uh, you could say, oh, I have Magistra Wise class next. They teach Latin. I wanted to have a few visual cues in my classroom to show students that it is a welcoming and inclusive place. So one of the things I did was I put a pride flag on my desk. No. I'll take a pause here and say I am very, very lucky to teach at the school I teach at. Um, they are very openly devoted to diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts. 
Those are some of the things that I've done, but what about my school? I used the title Magistra instead of Mr. or Miss, and the IT team actually managed to code it into the system, so anytime my name pops up, it comes up with Magistra Y instead of Mr. or Miss. I've had a lot of colleagues ask me really insightful questions about my gender and my pronouns and my experience, and in general, they have created a really welcoming environment. And I don't think they did this on purpose, but my classroom is right next to the gender neutral bathroom. <laughs> Good God. You know, I thought well, word problems were hard in math class. Yeah. What? Magistra? Magistra. Magistra, why? And that's a Magistra great question. Why? why? <laughs> Literal why? Magistra what? <laughs> Magistra why? Yeah. Uh, I like. I she did manage to to answer all the who, what, why, when, where, and hows. Yeah. On that, I mean, she she <laughs> thoroughly covered that. But like, if the train leaves the station at three fifteen and drives down a binary track towards a gender neutral destination, <laughs> at what point does Rip get to blow your head off on Yellowstone? How I many, mean, like that's my word problem. Yeah. How many magistras does it take to? <laughs> you leave the station it's like what are you talking about what are you doing these kids don't know what's going on this is like manipulation of the english language like yeah. this is a, a tragedy i mean one of her students just found hair on his pecker last week and he's trying to sort out her pronouns i'm like this is just, i mean stop it this yeah. is child abuse at it this is. point yes and then what are you gonna do you're gonna condemn a kid you're gonna throw the pride flag out there i mean go eat the o-ring out of some chick down the hall but my god leave your hands <laughs> off my kids stop indoctrinating them with your garbage bs this is stupid yeah and maybe while you're eating O-rings and picks. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Magistra, why? Why? Magistra, why? Actually, why, though? Magistra, yes. I'll tell you why. <laughs> don't get in why. that Magistra right there. Um, and, and occasionally, like, these are reasonably attractive people sometimes, yeah. Chris, that'll do it, you know? And I'm like, wh who's not showing you attention? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I've seen them yet. I don't know. Or There's the, a couple they, of them that are out there. Oh, yeah. there? Like, I mean, even we've oh, yeah. even seen some of the dudes dressed up like girls and be like, you know what? I'd probably all right. I, I could get confused. <laughs> I could see myself after a, a tequila Tuesday, you know, yeah. looking for a taco Ugh. and uh, finding Mag finding the Tuesday. Uh, yeah, finding the terlingua. Yeah, <laughs> man, I I don't know. I, I feel for these kids though. That's why I keep telling you, get your kids out of this public school system. Get them out of there because this is the stuff, man. This you know, and I want to I want a visual cue, so I'm going to give them the pride flag. Yeah. Oh my God. I, what, I mean, they need more than a cue. You need a handbook. Yeah. I mean, you need to connect the dots at this point. And a pin. It's like, <laughs> is this happening in the real world? Are we looking for pins? Are we looking for what flag is nearby a person yeah. as we walk down the street? What does this teach you about the real world? Yeah. Like these kids should be learning about actual things that matter. Well, I mean, you remember and when not this. Dora the Explorer had a, book, a backpack and a map to find a destination. These people, they're totally confused. <laughs> there ain't no map to navigate this nonsense. That's right. Oh my God. Hang tight. We'll be right back. I told you, Jack. I told you that was a good one. Make sure you're following Take Naps at Take Naps on Instagram. That's Bobby Sauce. BobbySauce.com is the one-stop shop for all things Bobby Sauce. Alito, go check him out. Thanks for being on the last two days, man. My it's pleasure. We're going to do this again. Yes. 
We're going to do this again. Hang out. We're going to do some live stuff, too. We'll have fun. Watchchad.com is where all the fun stuff is. Of course, you can always go donate at Prather2022.com. I don't think I'm supposed to say that, but I just did it. Uh, Whatever. Violate me. uh, I'm a walking violation. Uh, Chad on Blaze.com has got the new merch. Go get it. Taxation is theft. Go grab that, as well as Chad Nude. Dot com, the most provocative place ever. Sign up and do it. We love you. God bless you. Talk to you next time. Bye.